0: (laughs) well hey i'm glad that you could join us for another episode of the bridge podcast and uh, i am as always joined by bill sammons and denise harper both of the morning show who are you i'm andrew jackson oh okay (laughs) yeah i like saying that i am andrew jackson (laughs) hi
1: andrew yeah and i'm the director of marketing of course mark is here as always mark how do you do I'm doing good, not just marketing. You're not the director of Mark, you're director of marketing. That's oh, true. I should yeah. watch how I say that. Not in charge of
0: me. <laughs> well, Mark, I appreciate everything that you do to keep us running uh, on the board and, then, and production afterwards. Really appreciate the way that you make us sound. Someone else that probably appreciates it is the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel and Victoria's Restaurant. They are our sponsor. And can I just say how grateful I am for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, it really takes the burden off. And um, and as always, we're happy to to recommend them. Boardwalkplaza.com. You can check out all of their rooms and um, the vast menu that they offer. It's a great place. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've not been, check it out. So today, we're going to talk about the topic of cow tipping. <laughs> and cow you,
2: tipping? What is that?
0: Well, I mean, have you ever been? Uh, it, no. Is it like a rodeo? No, you, this was something that you wouldn't <laughs> want to do at a rodeo. Typically, <laughs> cow tipping, from my understanding, mm-hmm. I won't, I'm not going to admit to anything. We'll just right. say that I understand <laughs> cow tipping. You've read about it. To, yeah, from what I read, <laughs> uh, if you head out to a field at night <laughs> and you find a herd of cows... What?
2: No. Yeah,
0: and you really put your back into it, you can... You can heave old Bessie over, Quit. and she'll and she'll fall to her side.
2: Do not try this at home. No, don't try
0: this at home. I have honestly, I've never been cow tipping. Mark, have I've you? Never been cow tipping. Why would you?
2: Is that a real thing? Are you just? It's a thing. Me
0: I have it's heard. It's a, a real, real thing. thing. It's a thing. It is yeah. a real. I've never thing. done it. either Seems like it'd be dangerous. Like for That's you that? and the cow. It's rude. It's just rude. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, yeah. Wow. Yeah, cow tipping. Plus you
2: got to make sure you wear good boots. <laughs> I know how to hypnotize a chicken, by the way.
3: Are you serious? I absolutely know how to do that. How does one get Somehow, that? Somehow I
1: believe that.
2: <laughs>
3: no, I, I I do. It's not related to cow tipping, but I can tell no, you. now you got
0: to spill the beans on So there. you take
3: a chicken, lay it on its side. Okay. So its head on is on the ground. Picturing this with me? Yeah. <laughs> You preferably have these in the chicken house, so it's sawdust on the ground. Okay. You take your finger, start at his beak or her beak, and you draw a straight line, three, four feet long. Hmm. And then you let go of the chicken, and the chicken will lay there mesmerized, not moving.
0: No. Until
3: you snap your fingers, and the chicken will hop up and run away.
0: What? How does that
3: work? My dad says it's because well, I grew up on a chicken farm. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. My dad, and I used to do this all the time because it impress my friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Why is that funny? <laughs>
3: so my dad's theory is that the chicken is he's laying on its side and he's looking at the line and his eyes are following the line slowly mm-hmm. and then back. And he's just memori- mesmerized by this line
0: in the dirt. That's pretty interesting. I'm going to try that. We've got four chickens. <laughs> oh my and, do you, you um, have chickens? Yeah, we do. How do you
2: get the chicken to lay on its side? You
0: grab it and lay it on its side. I mean, it's
3: You easy. have to hold it. Yeah. And the kids are going to love this. <laughs> oh, do it tonight. Seriously. Yeah, yeah let us know how that video. works. video. <laughs> mm. it, yeah can you do that do a, might, a and then i might uh, be able to get some video on of that. facebook
0: it sounds pretty fun right, put
3: it back, in the show back notes to, back all right, to yeah. cow tipping yeah and so you, you can to, add that to your repertoire i mean I could, <laughs> see how impressed you all were when i said it andrew i really
0: was mm-hmm. see okay i'm gonna deepen my bench that'll be another skill <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you put your back into it denise you <laughs> okay. really have to leverage the cow Chicken. No, chickens Maybe. are a lot easier. <laughs> Mark, you
1: got to bring us back. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, several years ago, I I watched a sermon series from Elevation Church, mm-hmm. and they did a series of messages entitled "Cow Tipping." <laughs> And it had nothing to do with going out into a field and, and knocking some cows over. Um, they used it as a clever analogy for um, in the book of Exodus, um, when Moses goes up the mountain to talk to the Lord, um, God says, Hey, you need to go back down there. Uh, they, the, <laughs> they're, they're, acting they're, going, they're acting up. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he goes down there, they had melted down all the gold that they had, all the jewelry and they had created a golden calf, and they started worshiping this. Mm-hmm. They were like, all right, God's taking too long. Um, let's worship something else now. And so the whole sermon series, the idea was, we need to knock our golden calves over. We need to get rid of them. Mm-hmm. They are in charge, and they can't be in charge mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. So that that is a great you know comparison wow. a great analogy yeah how does that even relate to me today right so we we all worship something and uh, when when you hear the word worship you're you're thinking a lot of people will think of church and sure. you know, we, we go to church to, to sing to worship to, to do things but really the the term worship is is broader than that it's what your focus is on um, what are you spending mm-hmm. so much of your time on um, that that other things aren't getting the focus and so um the idea of and you know the golden calf is an idol Mm -hmm. but we we don't worship we don't worship golden things at least i don't think Mm -hmm. any of us do Um, but we do have things that take our attention Mm -hmm. from god okay Okay. for
3: instance can you
1: give us a few
0: Yeah.
3: What
1: would five, six, ten? for top ones? Yeah. For me, it's always been career for sure. Um, like I, I am, it's so easy for me to, to say no to things, to just drop it and, and go, Mm. Oh, I can, uh, I I could get more experience this way. I can make my resume Mm -hmm. uh, more exciting this way. Mm -hmm. Um, and it'll, it'll have all my attention. I'll drop everything if it means I get to go, you ask my further wife further in your career, yeah. right? Mm. Like, yeah, I enjoy recording music. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody says, hey, Mark, can you record me playing guitar tonight? I'd be like, hey, Britt, um, oh, okay. uh, can I not be home tonight? Like, I really wanna do this, you know, and um, she's cool with it, but. But it's putting division, time separation or emotional separation
0: between you guys, right? It, mm-hmm. You're choosing to go career rather than family time. Mm -hmm. okay so okay that's starting to make sense um you're giving up one for the other um now what about i love to play video games and computer games and things i always have ever since i was a kid um and typically i like to check out what they're doing um to advance the field you know better graphics better Mm -hmm. programming this type of thing i think i've made it to the end of Two games in my whole life. I you know <laughs> I hardly ever finish. But it's but but then I'm spending a lot of time checking out new games, spend money on new games, spend time sitting in a chair playing games, time that I probably could spend elsewhere, right? If I'm hearing you correctly. Mm-hmm. So I could be spending more time maybe in reading my Bible or doing a Bible study or even just spending time with my family and building up those relationships. But I I'm kind of jealous of my time. <laughs> i mean i work all week shouldn't i have some time to
3: decompress so if i'm hearing you guys correctly an idol worship happens when you get your priorities out of whack is that fair to say or is it deeper or more than that is it just about priorities that's what both of you that's what were, we're priorities yeah
2: i think if it's something anything that takes our attention away from god okay like Hmm. He wants us to be, you know, when it says, when the Bible says to pray without ceasing, and we can kind of talk about that a little bit, it was like, well, how do we live life if we're always Always praying all the time? Mm -hmm. But I think it's that whole thought process that God is never out of our Mm -hmm. thought process, that that he's with us, that he's walking through things with us, um, that he's always there. So when something else For me, that's always felt like if there was something that I prefer to turn my attention to other than God, then it can become an idol, Mm you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, so when you guys said you wanted to talk about cow tipping, (laughs) so I started thinking about it and I just prayed and I said, Lord, so do I have an idol and what is it? And Mm -hmm. um, I kind of, the first thing that popped into my mind, I'm still processing it, is busyness. Mm-hmm. is an idol because as I'm tr- as I'm trying to process and think what is so what does that mean I think it means that it can be an idol to me because I don't have to feel like I rely on God as much if I'm busy earning my keep mm-hmm. instead of resting in the fact that God already took care of it and he doesn't love me anymore or any less by how hard I work
0: or how busy I am with things that makes sense it makes sense, and it steps on my toes a little. I think that for me, that that hits home. Busyness. Um, tend to fill your time with things you think you can control. Right. And, that, you know, if I've got a handle on this, then it'll turn out the way I expect. And I don't have to rely on God to come through for it. Right. If I'm working for it. Right. Yeah. Right. That's tough to swallow because you... Can have a lot of influence over your world, or does she thank you. Think you, know. you can? Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. yeah, and then it still comes, you know, yeah. uh, tumbling apart. But then, how? How then do I separate myself from this? We're working on identifying some of these idols, right, out of yeah. the gate here. But if I've identified busyness as an idol, a thing that puts me mm-hmm. out of sync with God, either replaces my thought process or replaces my focus on God or especially my reliance on God, then how do I work to remove the busyness out of my life? You know, and I, and I think it goes beyond getting a better daily planner or <laughs> setting up uh, timers or, mm-hmm. you know, how do I separate myself from that? I don't know. I, I struggle with that too. And you know what? When I,
3: this, so this word busyness was running in my head as we were starting, and then Mark told the story about the calf, calf, calves, Mm -hmm. whatever, that they made out of gold. And you, Mark, you said a couple minutes ago that they did it because they were tired of waiting, you said.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I thought, I almost said to myself, ouch, because I think that's why I stay busy because I'm tired of waiting (laughs) on God, so I'm going to make it happen. Uh,
1: You know what gets me? (laughs) That's... The, the moment I have, like, if I'm in the room with someone and they walk out of the room to go to the restroom or something, how quickly I pull my phone out and it's like, all right, I can't slow down. I need, yeah. to, I need to have something in front of me at all times. You're wow. not talking to me anymore? Okay, yeah. I'm going to do this. Hmm. And, oh. You know,
2: I was challenged in, in our Bible study. We uh, were studying right now the book of Daniel, and our study was actually on the idol that um king nebuchadnezzar had built the gold 90 foot 90 foot tall which is eight stories it's nine feet wide made of pure gold and everybody had to bow down to it when the when the music started playing and shadrach meshach and abednego you know those famous three guys in the Mm -hmm. fiery furnace well they said we're not bowing down we're not bowing down to your idol and the in the course of the study today we were talking about what kind of things can be idols and i've always thought well it's the good things that we prefer to do instead of but i was challenged today too because uh, one of those things can be something like fear Hmm. can actually be something that robs us of our time with god and we're tired of waiting we're we're worried and we can't just rest in him we've got to be worrying about something mm-hmm. so the fear can be can become an idol or uh envy or
0: because we're more comfortable in fear
2: sometimes yeah sometimes like let's
0: imagine a uh, family sickness illness something like that mm-hmm. you can't do anything about it the doctors are scratching their heads and you're afraid you're going to lose your loved one mm-hmm. right but you don't you don't have any answers and it, so far, it feels maybe that God's not responding, mm. and so fear—you can—it's palpable, it's something you can grasp onto. Yeah, and so you lean into the fear. Is that what? Yeah, for some I was people?
2: really challenged by that because I thought I've just always thought I can clearly identify something that I love to do or enjoy being a part of. That could keep my attention away from the Lord, but I then was challenged this morning in the study of, well, I could also take my eyes off of God because I'm afraid something's going to happen, or I'm afraid God's not going to answer my prayer. Right. Mm. I'm afraid things are going to stay the way that they are, and I don't have any, any way to control that. So, yeah, I, I think that it's bigger than I even realized
0: Yeah, I had never given it that perspective. Mm -hmm. I, like you, had always thought of, you know, when someone points to that word idol and says, you know, that's an idol in your life. Mm -hmm. You're, you know, you're, that's separating you from God. I always think, well, it's not that bad. It's a, you know, it's like I work on the mission team at, Mm -hmm. you know, at church or I'm busy with the praise team or I'm leading Bible studies or classes. That's a good thing that we might not want to put down, but I never had given it that, mm-hmm. that other thought that it could be uh, envy or fear or I something else that's between me and God.
2: I've also been challenged over the years about ministry, me becoming an idol because we can get so focused on how we serve mm. that it can, it can wreak havoc in our relationship with God, with our spouse, with our kids. Um, it's a very fine line and, we have to remember that our relationship with god has got to be first that has got to be first otherwise everything else is out of order Mm -hmm. and it's it's a real challenge sometimes when you're serving in ministry in some way well
1: it makes me think of uh you've maybe seen um at a fancy party they have that pyramid of wine glasses sure and and so you know you you pour into the top top. wine glass, Mm -hmm. and then it spills over into the next one, and it spills over into the next one. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that one right at the top is able to keep pouring out into the ones below it is because it's continuously having something come into it. Mm -hmm. There's a source. Mm -hmm. And so as we are wanting to pour out to people through ministry, you know, at our church, or just telling people uh, that we work with, We have to constantly have that source. Whatever you pour out, you need to be replacing with. So um, you definitely can't do more ministry than quiet times with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Being still, reducing Mm -hmm. that busyness. Right. It'd be hard work to dig into all the different idols out
0: there. But um, (laughs) what are some steps that maybe you've taken to help identify idols in your life? Or were there times that it became apparent, whoa, that thing or that activity or uh, that emotion is separating me from god um
1: were there like some shocking moments that it helped you realize and identify an idol in your life i i mean if you're worried about anything being too overbearing in your daily life i would say try the opposite for a couple days if you can't handle it so um i don't know let's let's take um if you think you drink too much soda Mm -hmm. See if you can go a week without soda, and if you can't, then that means it has control over you. It has it has your your heart, your emotions, your your mind, your thinking about it. Thank goodness he didn't say coffee. I was like this close. I thought he was going <laughs> to say coffee. If you can't, I'm soda, I can hear it. he if, say
3: milk because cow tipping and we're going to have the <laughs> dairy industry is going to be boycotting <laughs> well, us. Well, Andrew, if you
1: can't. Brought to you by the United Farmers of Milwaukee. <laughs> I'll be the bad guy if you can't go a couple days without coffee. Yeah. Coffee has control
0: over you. You know, it's the truth. There are times in my life I do remember um, getting my diet in better control. And I found that I did not need to drink as much coffee to get me by, get me through the day, Mm -hmm. get me, you know, moving and getting into the groove because my diet was in better balance. And then when I get too busy or out of sync and I, you know, forego breakfast, I need an extra cup or two, three when i'm at
1: work and so there, there are times where you have to analyze those things yeah and this isn't the stop drinking coffee right. podcast i just use <laughs> dieting Thank as an man. example um or addictions or stuff like that yeah. um but but what are what has most of your time during the week and, okay, well, let's, let's try a week without um, getting on the computer when I get home from work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let's try a week without, you know, fill in the blank, what occupies most of your time. And if you can't do it, then, then it's, it's got a hold of your heart. How long does it
0: take to hypnotize a chicken? It's quick. <laughs> very, very quick. So we could still do that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to hear your report. <laughs> So once we've identified some idols in our life, uh, easy steps. Try it for a week, right? Yeah. Try to set it aside. See if you can walk away. Um, what if it keeps pulling at you? What if the fear keeps pulling at you? Or what if um, what if the praise team keeps calling and saying, "Where are you? We need you to show up. <laughs> You're the lead yeah. for goodness sake." No, um, really. What what do yeah. you do when it impacts the life that you've been leading? when it impacts other people around you um and you have to put down the good for the great Mm -hmm. what are some things that you'd recommend folks
1: uh do in in wrestling with that transition i mean if it's something that you have there are a lot of people let's say let's say it's volunteering at the team let let someone else know hey i I think i think this is occupying a lot of my life can you kind of be there um and and help me through this like make sure i don't bite off more than i can chew Mm like get other people involved. If it's a if it's a group effort, then then don't hold it all on your own because right. it's a group anyway.
0: That's a good point. That's a real
1: good point.
3: Years ago, probably been a decade ago. I I uh, I don't know that I identified this as an idol, but I, I knew my schedule was out of whack and I was involved in a lot of things, and all of them were Christian organizations. And so you kind of go, well, it's all good. It's all positive. simultaneously realizing I had no free time, I realized that I was not associating with anybody that wasn't a Christian either, all the circles I Hmm. was traveling in. Every organization was a Christian uh, or church organization. So I went through, I made a list, and I got rid of um, a bunch, I quit a bunch of things. Right. And I deliberately replaced a couple of them with non-Christian things. For instance, I joined the Rotary Club, I joined the Chamber of Commerce, I quit about five or six things, but I added two things, so that specifically my time would be replaced some of it with hanging out with non Christians. So I don't know if that's an answer to the question, but I but I went through and I just started slicing things out that were that were kind of in the way and that I felt were out of whack.
0: That's a pretty cool thing, and it reminds me of um, uh, an author that we've shared on here before on the podcast, and and an author that a lot of us here like, Bob Goff. Yeah, uh, in the book Love Does, he talks about, uh, and I'm sure he talks about it in other places, quitting. One yeah. thing a week. He does, yeah. Every yeah. He quit I'd something. be out of things, but yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? But it's helped him in his life to, yeah. pri- I don't want to say prioritize, it's helped him to, um, See things that are a waste of his time or or that are taking up too much. By
3: the way, this is my last week on the podcast. I see that. (laughs) Yeah. Just
2: Just kidding. I was going to say, Bill, I think you really uh, hit on something right at the top of this podcast, and that was that you prayed about, you prayed and Mm -hmm. asked the Lord to reveal to you do I have something that I hold of? Too much. Impo- I hold on to you too tightly, yeah. and I think that's the most important thing because we could have said something, and you immediately think, oh, "Well, then I should stop doing that." But it might not be that for yeah. you. It
3: could be like a hypochondriac. Everything exactly. Everything mm-hmm. is right. Yeah.
2: Like okay, I'm going to stop drinking soda. I'm going to stop drinking coffee. I'm gonna <laughs> right. Be, Quit you know, clubs. That, yeah, that, right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think it's important just to really spend some time. Lean into God. Like I've been um, reading a book called Whisper, and talking about the it's you know my word for this year is quiet, and so that it's so funny. I started reading the book and thought, oh, this is this is all about where I am this year. But one of the things that really struck me is that when we are quiet and lean into God, we we're leaning in. That's He's whispering. When somebody whispers Mm. to you, you lean in. Because you're trying to hear them more closely. And when we lean in, we're closer to his heart as well. And I, I think it's important in our discovery of what's going, really going on in our heart to lean into God and let him whisper to us.
0: That's an excellent point, Denise. And as you're leaning in the rest of this week, trying to find out where God uh, is talking to you about idols in your life, won't you let us know? send us a quick email, podcast at 887thebridge.com. You can tell us where you're at when you identify some of those idols and what you're doing to uh, tip over those cows. You can also give us some feedback or suggestions on other show topics you'd like to hear. Be sure to download the Bridge mobile app where you can get the latest podcast episodes. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we please, we ask you to share it with a friend. And um, you can get the complete show notes for this episode on 887thebridge.com. And when in doubt about cow tipping, I suggest 20%.